the Corner 3 Podcast, weekly tales of the NBA's hardwood from the suburbs of Cincinnati. Check us out at thecorner3.net. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another edition of the Corner 3 Podcast, brought to you by thecorner3.net. Tim Daniel here, as always, excited for a very fun show with a great guest, because uh, we're getting ready for the All-Star break. It's All-Star weekend coming up, folks, so we get to cover it for the first time in Corner 3 history. Starting with another, we got to get this going with our excellent panel, Mr. Alex Derrickson. How are you, sir? Hi, Tim. Hi, sir. How are you? I am great, man. It's it's Corner 3 week, you know? It's Corner 3 week. Right? Time. Yeah. Right? Can't beat it. And as always, no. Mr. Sean Mackey, how are you? I'm all right, Tim. What's going on, man? Uh, I am living the dream, man. Ready to talk some hoops. Yeah. <laughs> and let's go ahead and bring in our excellent guest. You can check her out on the Locked on Hornets podcast, where she gives a lot of fun insight there. Um, this is Miss Claire James. Claire, how are you? Welcome to the Corner 3. I'm I'm good. How are you guys? Thank good. you for having me. We're excited to have you. We haven't had a chance to talk to Hornets yet this year, so we're going to knock this out. Well, I hope to provide some insight. Um, otherwise then I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm doing my job incorrectly, I guess. <laughs> so, um, Claire, this last week, big week for the Hornets, they made the first trade of the NBA trade season. Um, they they got rid of Spencer Hawes, Roy Hibbard, for Miles Plumley. Could you break down the deal for us? Uh, tell us what you think about it. Yeah, so... Um... Kind of at first, I think people are kind of taken aback by the trade, at least from what I saw on social media. But I think that the more you kind of think it through, it does make sense because we got Roy Hibbert for a year this year, so he was already basically on loan for us. And then we also have uh, Spencer Hawes, who we actually believe traded for last year, and he's he's been solid for us. He's been providing some good en- energy. He would come off the bench, and um, you know he's kind of rough it up a little bit in there but um to be honest with you you know Hibbert I really hope that he was going to be one of the classic like Steve Clifford takes a guy that hasn't had a good year in a while and kind of turns them to something you know really you know kind of to, to, to their old golden days so to speak so yeah um, but it just kind of seemed like that wasn't really happening as the season went on just became more and more obvious that you know I think that it, a lot of the issues that we have with the Hornets nowadays is lack of um, aggressiveness sometimes you know missing shots and missing you know just kind of making dumb turnovers I never really saw the aggressive Roy Hibbert that was on the Pacers and I was really really hoping that we would see that and it just never really came to fruition Um, however we did get Miles Pumley from Milwaukee and he wasn't playing very consistent minutes in Milwaukee but when he was playing he was coming off the bench he was providing great energy I thought that he was a um he, he's another one of those guys who's going to be solid off the bench for you. And in the, in the games that he's played for us, that's exactly what he's been. I mean, it's, he hasn't been in game shape simply because he hasn't been playing consistent minutes in Milwaukee. However, I did think that um, his first game in particular was particularly impressive because he hadn't had a chance to practice and he came in, he brought aggressiveness. He brought some, uh, some good energy um and and he played well unfortunately he's actually hurt tonight though so uh, that's just kind of like that's just the way the luck has been for the hornets recently but um but i mean i, I think i've been impressed with him so far and again you know that's not to say that he's going to be the best player in the world but 
for for what we gave up and what we what we're getting, I'm I'm pretty okay with the trade. Yeah, I mean, uh, Miles Plumlee's not a bad player by any means, and oh. you know Spencer Halls, he had a good year a few years back. Roy Hibbard also had a few good years a few years back. Um, mm-hmm. They've regressed. I mean, both of them have, and uh, you get them off. You know, you get them off the team. You got one new guy coming in, um, and are you talking about Birdman? Well, no, no. So Birdman happened, what, two... No, it happened yesterday. Yeah. Two days ago. Two days ago. What, what day is it? Is it Wednesday? It's Wednesday. <laughs> uh, I, don't, I don't know. No, but I think what it happened... Yeah, it happened Monday. So two days ago. So basically, we gave up a protected pick and got Birdman, who we immediately waived, um, and then some some cash as well. So I'm hoping that Trader Cho, as, as people call him around here, is not done yet because we kind of need a backup point guard. <laughs> well, well, you know, the, the Bulls can just go ahead and give you Rajon Rondo. I mean, <laughs> they'll probably take okay. him for an old box so, of socks at this point. I, I will say, <laughs> let me say exactly. I'm, and we would get a great deal for him too, right? I got nailed on Twitter. People, because I was just like, you know what? Honestly, if we can get Rondo for cheap, he comes in. He hasn't played defense in a few years, and he has fully admitted that, too. Um, and the Hornets kind of built themselves on defense. Man, if there's one person who can get him to play defense, it is either Tom Thibodeau or potentially Steve Clifford. So, I don't know. That would be the ultimate, like, Steve Clifford is an absolute magician with players um, who haven't had a few good years in a while and turn them into something good. I mean, you know, and when I'm talking about that, I'm, I'm talking about, like, we had Jeremy Lin last year. He had a few rough years as well, ever since Lynn's sanity with the Knicks. And so, um, and Steve Clover got a hold of him. He was a decent backup point guard for us. He was actually a really good backup point yeah, guard. Yeah, he was he was not bad at all last year. No? Like I really liked Lynn last year. Yeah. And and he was another one that like, you know, he came from the Lakers and people were saying, you know, he kinda he didn't have a bad reputation, so to speak. But I mean, there is a few people that are kind of you know they were just kind of like down on him and and not really super great for it you know for for the lakers at least um then again that team was very very difficult to play for to be fair with it being all-star weekend coming up and everything from a charlotte fan and and everything what is your take uh on the all-star game being moved from charlotte to new orleans because of things that we won't get into here (laughs) <laughs> yeah yeah no i mean it, to be honest with you and i think that well i think it's difficult to talk about it without getting into i guess some of the, the political stuff but let me at least say this um moving to from charlotte was the writing was kind of on the wall for for that one because it was talked about for a while because of the law and everything that was passed in north carolina you know, we've lost a lot of business and NCAA championship, or not championships, but at least uh, March Madness games, and um, now the All-Star game. So the writing was kind of on the wall with that one, and Adam Silver and, and J- Michael Jordan did try and talk about it and try and keep it in Charlotte. Now, that said, you know, it might come back for 2019, but at the very least, at the very least, <laughs> we were joking about it on the podcast, so um, yeah, I'm not sure if you guys were listening. I know, Tim, you said you were, but... Um, we were talking about the podcast. Like at the very least, the consolation prize is that we're not huge fans of the uniforms this year's this year, and you know at least that's not like reflective on us. Like it's, it's, right. And plus, and plus, this is the last year for Adidas, right? So yeah. um, thank God. 
Yeah, right, exactly. Um, but it's last year for Adidas, and if we do get it back in 2019, um, then it will be Nike, and of course we have Michael Jordan as an owner, and Jumpman might do something. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be fun. So Was it weird from another basketball perspective to have another basketball thing move from Charlotte to New Orleans? <laughs> No, right, exactly. Like, man, like, it's just like, we've gone through this many times. Like, come on, how many more times do we have to lose something in Nor- to New Orleans? Um, you know, it's, it's been because <laughs> the Hornets moved to New Orleans, and, and that was a whole debacle in of itself, too. Mardi Gras moved to New Orleans, little known fact, it was a Charlotte original. <laughs> I was, yeah, exactly, exactly. So, you know what? Just New Orleans at this point is just trying to copy Charlotte. There's a jack in your style. Exactly, exactly. Pretty exactly. soon, Ric Flair will claim to be from New Orleans. Oh, oh, Ric Flair. Oh, oh, Ric Flair is dead to Charlotte right now. <laughs> I mean, if it, <laughs> if it makes you feel any better, we all like every jumped on the Falcons bandwagon. <laughs> well, I mean, it's actually, like my my Twitter timeline was hilarious the week leading up to, and, and actually the week after, and still kind of <laughs> of the Super Bowl because. Yeah, there's so many Ric Flair jokes. And now, of course, it's the, you know, 20 to 3 jokes everyone's making, too. It's the new it's the new Warriors 3 to 1, you know? Right. But on the bright side, every one of us on this show right now could beat up Ric Flair in a fight. <laughs> well, that is good to hear. That is good to hear. No, but I mean, honestly, like, I don't feel... It, to me, to me, like, Rick Flair, I was never a huge fan of him to begin with. So, you know, if he wants to root for Atlanta, no skin off my back. <laughs> but I know, I'm a, I know I'm a bad charlatan saying that as well. <laughs> like, I'm probably going to get absolutely blessed. We're from Cincinnati, and I hate Pete Rose, so I understand. I'm sorry? We're from Cincinnati, and I hate Pete Rose, so I understand. Okay, well, there you go. Yeah. 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 Well, that's just because Pete Rose always looks like he's shit in his pants. Well, yeah, and, and he does Skechers commercials now, too. And I don't know how that's sitting with people up there. I mean, but. it could be worse. Bill Walton and Dick Vitale could be calling an NBA game. <laughs> oh, I was watching a little bit of that before I turned on the Hornets. And, man, I've never seen Dickie be more uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> and it's awesome. You just know the whole time uh, Bill Walton's just there rubbing Dick Vitale's knee the whole game. <laughs> and during commercial breaks he's trying to make a case for legal weed and right. doesn't know how to respond <laughs> it's gonna be hilarious I, I actually kind of want like a b-roll of that game i agree so um kind of as we were kind of go a little bit here um kind of touching a few things with the horns particular uh as i know we're gonna kind of circle a few questions throughout the show um uh-huh. kind of talk about you know the, the young team they have, because it really is a young group of players. Obviously, you know, Kemba's outstanding. Uh, he's going to be, he's an all-star this year. He's going to be in a three-point contest, which is really cool. Um, yes. Being a fan of a school that played in the original Big East, Kemba was a thorn in my side for a long time. But... I, hey, I went to Pitt, so I completely understand, man. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I'm a big Notre Dame guy, so yeah, that's, I understand. And yeah. then, um, obviously, Michael Kidd Gilchrist, too. I actually loved in college. I still love his game now. I know he's not a shooter, obviously, but he's a really good defender. And then uh, Marvin Williams, who has had an interesting career, to say the least, too. Um, when you look at this young platoon, obviously guys like Batum also being there, 
Um, mm-hmm. what, what, what do you feel is like kind of the angle of where the Hornets are going now? Because it has been a little bit stretched there. I think they're seven games under 500, a few games out of the playoffs. Uh, what are your thoughts on what's going on there so far? Well, so quick side note, um, as far as MKG, I loved him in college as well. I thought he was awesome. Um, but also speaking of uh, Bill Walton, Bill Walton had the best explanation or description of MKG's shot, like his old shot that I've ever heard. And he called it the Picasso of jump shots. And I don't think I've ever heard anyone describe anything better. But because uh, he had the elbow, so he had his shoulders turned away. He had yeah. his elbow in. His hips were basically facing in the opposite direction of his shoulders and I just don't even know how the ball didn't go just basically straight up in the air that all said um I love that so if there's one guy that I will actually kind of root for between Dickie B and and Bill Walton it's kind of Bill Walton but anyway so you're talking about the 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 young guns that we have I guess um well we have Cody Zeller in the mix um he's probably the youngest he is the youngest out of that group I should say probably he is the youngest out of the group and I think that you know right now we are we're struggling. I mean, there's, there's no way around it. However, I, I, it, it, it's sort of, I mean, it's baffling because this is the same team. I mean, it's the same guys that we've had at, since the beginning of the season when everyone was saying like, Hey, like the Hornets might actually be something this year. Like this is a team to kind of watch out for. And it just so happens that everything is going wrong right now. And that said, everything is going wrong, but we're only like a game and a half out of, the playoffs so in my opinion it can only go up um cody zeller hopefully can use this all-star break to to get better and get back um because he he's been out for a while and i'm actually thinking that it's a little bit more than just the the quad contusion that the hornets told us i'm thinking i'm but i'm really hoping it's not like ligament damage or something like that but i think cody it, let me let me say this about Steve Clifford's teams is that they always rely on their defense and the defense runs through the big man and with Cody being out that is actually throwing a huge wrench in the system even though yes Kemba's the all-star and and he's obviously the the most well-known and and he's scoring all the points and we are relying so heavily on him um but one of the reasons I think that the defense hasn't been as good right now as it was in the beginning of the year is because um they're lacking some of the direction that they had when Cody Zeller was playing, along with some of the pick and roll um, consistencies that he provided. Right now, I'm, I'm actually watching the game in the background between uh, Hornets and the Raptors, um, and it's not going great. But Cody Zeller, whenever he would set a pick for either um, Nick or uh, Kemba, he would always basically roll to the basket, flash up, and then roll to the basket. When Frank Kaminsky's in, he's sent the picks. Um, he actually kind of rolls out because he's a good three-point shooter. And as a result, he kind of gets in Kemba's way, and it kind of breaks down the offensive bit a little bit. So having him out is actually a much bigger deal than I think people realize until – I don't think people realize how big the deal Cody was to this team until he was out. Like, you don't know what you got until, you got, until it's gone kind of thing. I think they can still pull it together, though, because – Right now, like I said, if this is the worst that it can get and we're only a game and a half out, then ho- hopefully after this all-star break, which is coming at the perfect time, uh, they can at least regroup, get together, figure out exactly what they need to do, and then move forward. But um, like I said, I think we kind of need Cody back in order for that to happen. 
So while you're down these guys and, you know, you're looking we, – we mentioned um, the struggles of the Hornets with rebounding. You guys talked about it a little bit on the Locked on Hornets pod this week. Um, uh-huh. You know, there's another guy in Chicago you might be looking at. You know, what, what about maybe a 31-year-old to be a free agent at the year? Maybe like a Taj Gibson to throw into that team. Is that something that's plausible? I would absolutely love to have Taj Gibson. I'm not even going to lie. Like, that would be that would be awesome. Because I think that um, – Taj – and actually, I was talking to a friend about the Bulls earlier tonight, but Taj Gibson is, is one of those players where even if he's not scoring, he provides some pretty valuable stuff in rebounding and in being able to draw fouls. So – and sometimes fouling himself. But, um, but I think that if we can get someone to kind of – bring back that aggressiveness and you know what I think that a lot of people hope that that was what the trade with Roy Hibber and Spencer Hawes was going to do is almost kind of be a kick in people's butts and and say hey like wake up a little bit and I think it kind of worked for a little bit but then you know Cody got hurt and everything fell apart but yeah I mean I, I would absolutely love Tosh Gibson on this team but I think that I think the the Bulls are I think a little bit reluctant to let him go, too. I don't think they're reluctant to let everyone go. I mean, if they're in, you know, Tim and I were talking about this earlier. Like, if they're willing to trade Jimmy Butler, that's about as close to Mayo Culpa that Bulls fans are going to get from the front office. And that's just them, like, blatantly admitting we shouldn't have fired Tom Thibodeau. That, that is something that will, that, that, will, that will happen when the world cracks in half. <laughs> exactly. exactly. No, that's what I'm saying. That is as close well, as you're like, going to get to a mea culpa from the, from the front office there. At this point, I'm convinced that Paxson and Foreman are the last two Highlanders, and they've both just called a truce, so they'll just live forever. <laughs> hey, maybe Jenny Golden can get on that as well. God. Uh, <laughs> speaking of Jimmy Butler, though, the yeah. All-Star game is this uh, – the All-Star weekend is this weekend. So mm-hmm. do we want to go through some three-point shootouts, some dunk contests, the All-Star game that's going to be the first All-Star game to break 200 points? Yeah. It's oh, got to wow. right? I mean – I'm, I'm say, I've I, been saying I it hope, for a month. I know you have. You've called this. It's got to happen now. It's the next hashtag Alex was right. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Well, if, if it actually does, I'll, I'll – I'll... Definitely give you a shout out. Um, I don't know. Two hundred though. I'm trying to. What was? What was? I mean, it was one ninety four last, year, last like, year? I think. I'm sorry. I think it was like one ninety two last yeah, year. Yeah, I was gonna say it was like one of the scores was like one eighty four. I think or something. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, that would be that would be really interesting. That that takes defense to a new low, I guess. But um, I mean, yeah, you got you know Harden. You've got um. Well, you got Harden Westbrook. Oh, wait, hold on. You got Harden Durant. Um, is it, remind me, is Clay Thompson? He's a yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. he made it. Uh-huh. He, uh-huh. Is he starting? No, Steph is. No, no okay, that, yeah, okay. Um, but I mean, yeah, like the West, they've got some gunners, and and you know the, the East, if. Uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens with with this yeah. game. I don't know. I don't, I'm, I'm honestly because Kemba's in a three point contest. I'm looking forward more to a three point contest. That's fair. sure. We'll see. I'm interested to see what B Steve can do with the Eastern Conference there. <laughs> oh God, yeah, it's gonna. Yeah, that, was, that one's gonna be interesting. I think the the Eastern Conference is is you know they're gonna make some shots. They're gonna try and try and press on the on the transition offense. Um, but I'm. I think that the the 
West, I mean, yeah, they they could break 200 points. Now that you mention it, they, I'm saying it's it's gonna be a thing. It's <laughs> gonna happen. Y'all laughing? You won't be able to happen. Here's my thing, though. Like, okay, so if it breaks 200 points, then like, what's the conversation gonna be after that? Because you know, a bunch of people are gonna be like, like, oh, well, the All Star Game is just a complete waste of time because it's just people scoring and dunking. And I know a lot of other people are gonna be like, yeah, so. It's the all-star game. Exactly. It's, it's, it's fun. I, it's the I best pitched, players in the world. <laughs> I pitched the idea that whatever conference wins the all-star game for the NBA then dictates who gets home field advantage in the World Series. So you're crossing leagues now. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, is... whole, cin- whole cinematic universes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, geez. Do you want to say that one of the uh, the the team also in the Super Bowl from that from that division, you know, or from that conference? I'm sorry, gets a touchdown to start the game. I mean, that's anything, no. anything could happen. Sure. You know what? Like, I mean, they're calling the D League, the G League, and all this. Oh so, God, you know, yeah. <laughs> oh jeez. <laughs> that's another story altogether. But, Players you know, get sent to development. <laughs> yeah, right. I like that. I like that. You know, I, I agree with Talk Hoops. I, I think that they should have just gone all in and called it the G Unit. But you know, it's that's why I'm not in charge. <laughs> hey, I same thing. I said Oklahoma missed the opportunity to call their arena the Thunderdome. They did. Yeah, we will they, be sitting here pondering they, the decisions. What is <laughs> wait, what is it called? Like officially, Chesapeake Chester- Arena. That's it. Yes, yeah. Which is way cooler. I mean, honestly. Oh, it's so cool. Yeah. No, but the th- but it should at least unofficially be called the Thunderdome because that place is loud too. Um. Yeah. I mean, you hear you you watch some of those games there, and I mean, I remember when KD came back too. You know, like last week, it was it was crazy. It was awesome. Yeah. No, it was great. I mean, like when you can hardly hear the announcers, that's when you know you got a good thing going. Yeah, it, it was. That was definitely a lot of fun. Um, so, like we mentioned, yeah, we got Kemba in the three point contest there, going mm-hmm. against like Kyrie, Eric Gordon. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Phyllis, and who else is in this competition? I'm losing. I, we got like, Kyle Lowry. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Clay Thompson, of course. Of course. Um, Tim's all time favorite player. Yeah. All time. <laughs> um. Wait, is Tim Hardaway Jr. In? I think I Tim Hardaway. Jr. Hold on. Tim Hardaway Jr. is in this year's three-point contest? He should be. Is he? Hang on. I already told him. I'm picking Derek I talked Jim about this Jr. last night, and I'm completely blanking all the names. Alrighty. Nick Young. Yeah, that's right. Nick Swaggy P. Yes. Swaggy P's in it. Yeah, that'll be fun. That's going to be... Yeah, that one's going to be an interesting... I like Swaggy being in there. I didn't want him to turn around and... and... I'm sorry... CJ McCollum, Wesley Matthews are the other two. Clay Thompson, we mentioned Nick Young, Eric Gordon. Um, yeah, <laughs> Nick Young. That's gonna be that's gonna be pretty hilarious. When I, I if if there's one player I think just to watch for pure entertainment value, it'd be Swaggy P. But yeah, but I mean it's it's Eric Gordon. You know he missed the past couple games, but apparently he's still gonna do the the contest. So yeah. I'm kind of disappointed there's no big men in this year's three-point contest. Like, yeah. there's a lot of really good big man shooters. Like, I, you know, and I'm super disappointed that Joel Embiid's hurt and he's not going to be able to be in the skills <laughs> competition because I really yeah. wanted to just – I just yeah. wanted to see him, period. Like, I love that guy. But, yeah, uh, 
I just I just like when they shake it up when you put in you know when you throw in a Dirk or you know someone right. of that cow. I I would even settle for like you know Carl Anthony Towns who can shoot the ball. So like that would be fun. I just want to see someone who shakes it up a little bit. But well, this, is, this is okay, I guess. Yeah. Well, I mean, plus. It, it would be funny because, you know, that kind of – if you throw a big man in the three-point line, that kind of harkens back to the days of, like, um, little guys being in a dunk contest, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, it, yeah. Especially, um, you know, it, sometimes – and usually if you're a little guy in the dunk contest, you actually kind of have, like, a, a advantage with the judges, right? I mean, because it's so much more difficult for you oh, yeah. to, to – get up and do you know what the or even just reach the rim um but but i mean hey yeah when when nate robinson went up against dwight Mm -hmm. howard that was probably one of the best dunk contests i've ever seen that was just total show the whole time and a guy who's five foot eight that could dunk that way and clear clearly jump over dwight howard i mean it was it was incredible well, hey, if you guys are in, I'm going to start a petition to get Isaiah Thomas in as like a last minute participant. <laughs> in the I'm down. So, That'd okay, sounds good. We're, yeah, well, it'd, be, it'd be cool. It'd be yeah, cool. We'll, we'll, we'll send something out online. That's how you get it. Right? At least, at least Chris Anderson's not in it. That was one of the worst <laughs> things. He ruined the dunk contest. He literally <laughs> ruined the dunk contest. The year that That's he probably was in why it. we cut him just out of spite. And, 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 <laughs> <laughs> And like the year before that was even worse. Like two, the 2004 dunk contest where Fred Jones from Indiana won. Oh like god, that one yeah. Those two years in a row almost killed the dunk contest completely. I mean, it was terrible those right. two years. And uh, I'm glad that it's last year was obviously a lot of fun mm-hmm. with Zach Levine. I'm sad that he's hurt and he wasn't going to do it anyway. But I, who's going to win this year? Is Derek Jones Eric- Jr. <laughs> you're, just going, you're just going with Derek Jones. You're just going kid, with it, man. Have you watched him dunk? You know what? Here's here's my thing. I thought Eric Aaron Gordon should have won last year. Sorry, I know that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, I mean, it was really. It, I he couldn't. Was robbed. Yeah, he was. But it, it was one of those dunk contests that, like, personally, I thought he should have. But I also couldn't really argue with Zach Levine winning it either. You know, we all won. So I mean, it was really like six one way, half dozen another that one, but. Um, DeAndre Jordan's in it this year. Yeah. And I kind of want to see, like, finesse and athleticism with, like, Aaron Gordon go up at, like, versus just, like, power with uh, DeAndre Jordan. I think that's going to be interesting. I still think Aaron Gordon's going to win, but um, I think that's going to be an interesting one to watch. I, I really want a dunk contest to finally end with someone shattering the backboard. It hasn't happened yet. Ooh, yeah. Um, I mean, if somebody say say DeAndre goes up and just shatters the backboard, he's got he's getting a fifty, right? I mean, automatically, yeah, no, right? Yeah, yeah, by default. So, okay. Yeah, I mean th- that's the rules, and then you also get the bill for the backboard, but only other people right. okay that's with that. Right. Yeah. but you know what? Here's the thing, though. If someone was to shatter the backboard, like I think it would have been Shaq. I mean, and he can't do it anymore, so. Oh, no, he probably could. He could just hang on there. It would break, <laughs> trust me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Do a couple pull-ups on it, and mm-hmm. yeah, that thing, will, that thing will start to freak. That thing would be gone. Yeah. He just shatters his back instead. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't say anything hey, on the if board. He, if he didn't break any bones when he tripped on the show, then he, I think I think he's pretty solidly built still. Well, yeah, yeah, there's the year, um, the year Wall won, I think, was the year uh, Ben McLemore was in it, and they, they did the thing where Shaq just sat in the paint, 
like in like a throne, and Ben McLemore jumped over it. And that was quite yeah. Cool. Except for, like Barkley was like, "That's like how you play defense." The last three years you were in the league. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love salty Charles. The year wall one was fun because that kind of felt like it was kind of like coming back a little bit. And then obviously like Gordon and Levine and all those guys just like took it to a whole new level. It'll probably, ne- I mean, it'll never be the way Vince Carter made it, obviously, but it's still fun and still a cool thing for the weekend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, I, I keep hearing all this discussion about like forcing superstars like LeBron to, in order to basically perform in the dunk contest. And honestly, like if you force them to do it, then like they're going to, basically be like all right i'm doing this because i have to like it's not gonna be good it's like what my thing has always been like if you tell someone like if you tell like lebron like hey i know you're supposed to rest and you're you know gonna be in the championship again this year and that's gonna be fun but you also have to spend incredible amounts of energy in this dunk contest just because some guy on twitter said so like that's you know i i think that in order to get back to the vince carter days or you know the days of like Michael Jordan versus the various superstars of his age too. You know, I mean, you've got to, you got to do something about this schedule. And to be honest with you, I'm glad that the latest CBA has at least gotten rid of the traveling back-to-back games. I think that's going to be really good. And, and I think it's going to create a better product overall. So I kind of went off on a tangent there. Sorry, but, um, Dunk contest, yes. I think that this year is actually going to be really interesting between, I think this year is going to be mostly between DeAndre Jordan and, Aaron Gordon and it's going to be a complete different uh, in styles and it's going to be I, I don't know, I'm really excited actually so who are you picking I'm taking Aaron Gordon all right I'm going to stick yeah. with my boy I'm going to stick with D Jones Jr. I think he's going to shock some people okay see I said the same thing about James White <laughs> who? <Flight> White <laughs> yeah <laughs> and he got he got on the main stage and just fizzled I, I feel like Aaron Gordon is going to win because he was robbed last year. It's going to be like, you know, yeah. when David David Bowie, you know, won his Grammy this year, you know, it's because he died. You know, it's going <laughs> to, you know, I don't know if he would have won that had he not yeah, died. his Grammys means so much to the guy who's dead. <laughs> exactly, you know? exactly. So I mean, that's, like, that's, that's there to make the Grammys feel better. I mean, right. That, that, exactly, exactly. It's going to make the NBA feel better that they screwed up last year, so... Yeah, yeah. I'm going I mean, with Aaron. We'll see. I yeah, mean, he's happens. the pick of the litter. Yeah. Yeah, I, right. I mean, hey, it may be just one of those years where, like you're saying, like, you know, <laughs> someone like Jones Jr. is going to come out and just absolutely surprise everyone, so he might be your sleeper pick. He's the, the D-League Spectacular. <laughs> hey, you know what? Oh, that just looked ugly. Sorry, I'm watching the Hornets game in the background, and two Hornets players just ran into each other. Was one of them Michael Kidd Gilchrist? Parker Williams and Michael Kidd Gilchrist just like legit oh. like just back to each other. That oh, guy, that's not great. I feel like that guy's. So we're only like, coming three now. We're coming back. Wasn't he pulled off on a stretcher like last year, like in one game? Who? Kidd Gilchrist. No, so he um, last year he had a series of shoulder injuries. So he tore something in not rotator cuff, obviously, but uh, something something in his shoulder at the beginning of the season and he sat out for a decent amount of time came back played about four or five games something like that heard it again i think he probably came back too soon Ooh, oh, oh I'm, they're watching the replay sorry um but and then he was basically they basically just shut him down for the rest of the season it was it, I, I think that he probably came back too soon but i mean that would have been a great team had he been able to play because he just provides 
it, it's it's rare to see someone like him to play defense in this league the way he does. I mean, he just he's he's one of those kind of scrappy players who just you know he's gonna yeah he's gonna give it a all. And and if you tell him to try to not get hurt, you're taking away a lot of what he does well. And that's so weird to say, <laughs> but I mean, you know, then that's one of the reasons why I like watching someone like Kawhi Leonard so much is because, um, you know, just the way he plays defense. And one of the reasons why I liked watching Rondo play actually, when he first came into the league was just the way he absolutely stifled players. And, and, you know, that was, that was something to see. But. Alex has actually said before that he predicts that one day Kia Gilchrist will be a spur. It's he's he could be a prophecy play. I have a whole Spurs prophecy. Don't don't, don't do this. Taj Gibson's part of that, right? <laughs> Ta, Ta, Taj, Taj Gibson is the linchpin of the Spurs prophecy. <laughs> oh man! All right, so so if Taj Gibson comes to the Hornets instead of the Spurs, and like your entire thing falls apart. No, no, because he'll he'll retire with the Spurs. Yes, he, it'll happen. Okay. okay. Ta, Taj will at some point cross paths with Greg Popovich. <laughs> yeah, you know what? If if there's you know, if there's one team, if there's one coach you want to play for in this league before you retire, I feel like it is Greg Popovich. Yeah. But if there's one coach you want Taj Gibson specifically to play for, <laughs> and it's also Greg Popovich. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> At that point, it's just entertaining to watch the interactions on the bench. <laughs> yeah, and then him backing up LaMarcus Aldridge. I'm down. You know, I, but, I, yeah. That's, sounds, yeah. Sounds fundamental. <laughs> sounds <laughs> prophetic, almost. Almost. Oh, that is that is something. Um, you know, we'll 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 write in in the bottle. We'll send a message in the bottle of Greg Popovich, and you know, we'll get his thoughts on that. I just whisper into the bottle. Tosh gets it real fast. <laughs> so when he opens it, it's just the sound of the ma- ma- um, majestic sea and my voice going. Tosh gets. <laughs> so, let's go. They're definitely gonna go for that. Let's let's get to the more things with the All Star. Like so, we, like you mentioned, we mentioned Kevin the three point competition. Um, uh huh. So you know, E.G. in there. We we went through the name Swaggy P. Uh, if I had to make my pick there, though, I I know it's going to sound super cliche, especially going from the fact that it's picked T.G. Junior. to win the dunk contest. I'm giving him nicknames, by the way. Um, <laughs> I, I'm going to go with my boy Kyrie. I think Kyrie is going to win the three point contest this year. I agree okay. with you. Yeah. I agree with you. He's, okay. he's so underrated. At the th- and he, he's so hungry all the time. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I mean, that's one thing I do like about Kyrie. He's just, he's, he's going to go for it. I agree. I think, I think this is Kyrie's year. He's certainly going to be most rested of all the players. Yeah. And that's, I mean, I'm not trying to shade him. I mean, I'm just saying like, that's, that's because I mean, really when you're in the three point contest, it's not just about how accurate you are, but how quickly you can get the shot off. You know I mean? Yeah. It's, it, so I, I was kind of. I think this year, I picked Eric Gordon on the show last night, and I think that Kyle Lowry is kind of my sleeper pick. Um, but I think that's really. So here's here's the interesting thing about the players in the three point contest. Kyrie, the guy that you guys are picking, is the only one who's not in the top twenty of three points made on the season. Um, but he's definitely a very good three point shooter. I would not be surprised if he won. I think that this this group obviously i'm rooting for kemba but i mean this group is a pretty solid three-point shooting contest group it is but... it's fun it's almost like if like all we need is like glenn rice to come back and shoot right <laughs> oh man 
Um, you know, you know, Hornets fans love Glenn Rice. Yep. We're we're big fans. But you know, and to be fair, like you know, I think that that was back in the days. So, you know, we need Del Curry in order to come back and do the three point contest as well. Just have a three point contest between him and Steph. Do like a legacy like a legacy three point contest where we get like those two and like Reggie. Well, Drag like Craig Hodges a, out. Yeah. I feel like you make a pretty solid like NBA father son um like skills contest this year, right? That'd be cool. Yeah, because I mean you got like Steph and Dell. Um, yeah, I mean, you've got Glenn Rice and Glenn Rice Jr. Devin Booker's dad um, played the play for the Rockets. <laughs> there you go. And then, um, why am I blanking on his name? Plays for Lakers. Um, Larry so, Nance. Thank you. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I mean, like, you can you can put together some some solid duos here. Did the uh, father-son two-on-two tournament one year? I'm down. I... The, the the one thing that I, I, I kind of miss about the NBA All-Star Weekend is I kind of miss the two-ball contest. Yeah. Just because it, it would always bring out, you know, some sort of legend player to come out and play. Bill Lambeer would try to strap a jersey on and run <laughs> out and, you know, yeah. hurl a ball from half court. I mean, it was, it was a fun competition. I always really liked that. And uh, I'm going to say this. I've said this many times uh, off the podcast, but I, they, they did this well, three times. Official. Now I'm official. Uh, they only did this three times during All-Star Weekend. Um, once in 1977, 70, 19, once in 1977, and then in 2009 and 2010, they had a horse competition. And Kevin Durant won the two modern versions of that. And they were really, really fun to watch, especially the, the first one they did with Kevin Durant, Joe Johnson, and O.J. Mayo. It was It took forever for them to get hoarse, but it was so cool watching like all of the stupid shots they had to make. They were like shooting balls from bleachers and it was just a lot of fun. And there's so many good like trick basketball shooters now that I think they should just bring that back. I think it would be great. I need to double check this because I was trying to find all the all-star weekend components for everything when I was trying to get stuff together for this, but there is a D league showcase at some point during all-star weekend that is modeled after All-Star Weekend itself, and I believe I read that has a horse competition. Oh, really? That's yes. Cool. Yeah. So, Great. Nate Robinson, yes. then, huh? <laughs> God, I hope. That'd be perfect. <laughs> hey, we're going to need a backup, backup point guard. Why not Nate Robinson? <laughs> I'm sure he'd love to come play for the Hornets. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm kidding. But, um, hey, Lou Williams apparently is being shot. I so. saw that today, yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. getting moved. He will. He will be moved. He's yeah. still got value. Some team's gonna, and he's still so good. Like I, 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 I don't even know why the Lakers signed him. Like I feel yeah. like someone else should have swooped in there and got him. You know. Well, I mean, it's just in the last few years. I mean, going to the Lakers hasn't been. I mean, it was the same thing with Jeremy Lin too. You know, I mean, it's it's one of those. <laughs> the Lakers just haven't been that great with point guards recently. I, for, I uh, forgot about Lin on on the Lakers. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was, it was, and I think that he he unfairly got a bad, it got a reputation as a bad player because of what happened with the Lakers and also kind of what happened with Houston too. Yeah. Um, you know, speaking of Clifford projects, but I mean, Lou Williams, I think that I mean, he's making what seven a year, I think. Like he's still decently priced. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Like I kind of want the Hornets to go after him, but the only thing is though, with these kinds of trades, like I don't know who who we could give up 
in order to get him that wouldn't set us back massively. Like Bellinelli, maybe. Um, uh, yeah, Lakers aren't going to go for that, him? though. I mean, like, I'm sorry. So the Lakers aren't going to go for that, though. Bellinelli. No. Uh, no, 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 no. They already have all their shooting being taken care of by Nick Young. But yes, yes, um... and then some. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but I mean yeah like exactly it, it's and it's sort of weird because it is the Lakers like what what would they want in return you know and so uh, I'm worried that if we were to try and trade for Lou Williams it would cost us like MKG or Marvin Williams or something just trade a Williams for a Williams but and I don't think that either of those players I don't I mean I'd give up Marvin Williams before MKG but I really don't want to move either of those players yeah I don't but that's you. not how trading works of course. <laughs> got to give up something to get something and the last thing we got we have the skills competition so um as we <laughs> saw Joel Embiid is hurt so filling in for him is Nikola Jokic I know our boy Ryan yes. Blackford and Denver Stiffs is stoked for the mm-hmm. bigs group so Alex calm down I know you're excited here the smalls group we're gonna have Wall Booker Isaiah and Gordon Hayward take a deep breath I know you're stoked yes <laughs> and then the bigs we're gonna have and not MB, I'm sorry, Jokic, Boogie, Davis, and Porzingis. Hmm. For my small, I'm going John Wall. I know you guys are shocked by that, right? <laughs> Over Hernan Gomez? <laughs> and then, uh, I think we're going to get a 2010 Kentucky show-off for the Fittings and the Smalls. I think we're going to get Boogie versus Wall. That's my pick. Oh, man. Um, let's see. Skills. I, man, I... But there's so many good, like... I, I, I just, I, I think it'd be difficult to beat John Wall for sure. Like, I think that John Wall is probably going to take it. Um, I, I'm trying to remember, like, who won the bigs last year? The big, whoever it was, won the whole thing. If yeah. I remember correctly. They beat Isaiah in the finals. Right, right. Um, was you know, it Carl Anthony, Anthony Towns? It was. Then. You never know. Yeah, you it never was- know. Um. Let's see. I think let's um Actually, you know what? Gordon Hayward might be a sleeper there, too. Cuz I mean, he's he, he you know, he's a good shooter, he's a good ball handler, but I think yeah, John Wall especially with the the ball handling shot. Um I got to probably I I, I got to go Anthony Davis. I think it's going to come down between Cousins and Davis. I got to go Davis. I'm going with Isaiah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't know if Tim's... he's going to win overall, but I think Isaiah, I think Davis is going to take at least the bigs. Okay. I think Tim's right in saying Wall. I'm going Jokic, but I'm going to say Wall's winning the whole thing. Okay. But I'm saying I'm saying Jokic wins the bigs because he he asked why he wasn't in it before he was an alternate, so he's <laughs> it's something he wants to do. Yeah. So I mean, Jokic is absolutely. I mean, he he. I feel like you're absolutely right. He should have been in there from the from the start, but I mean. Anthony Davis. I mean, I just kind of, you know, I kind of want the brow to get some some recognition, especially in New Orleans. Like, I mean, at least trying to be a good NBA fan and not a bitter Charlotte fan. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like, I, it would be nice for him to get at least, you know, some like something in New Orleans because I know that he's such a good player on a team that's really struggling. And I, I, I like Anthony Davis. I, I really hope that he would be on a different team. To be honest with you. Because every Charlotte fan still has like a little bit of resentment towards New Orleans for taking the Hornets, even though it wasn't really their fault. 
I'm not gonna get into it. Yeah, but... let's side note. What was that like identity crisis like when like the Bobcats came in and like there was that whole dilemma of being the Hornets and like you know Emeka Okafor coming in and Sean May and all that stuff? Like, what was that Wallace. identity crisis like? Well, yeah, yeah exactly. Um, and, and to be honest with you, like it was just and we had Ben Gordon too, like for, with the Bobcats, like and so and you guys got Ben. Wait, wait, did he go from Charlotte to Chicago? He was he started in Chicago. I'm sorry, yeah, so the opposite direction. And then he went to uh, It was Chicago, Detroit, and then I think Charlotte. Yeah. But then after De- to- after Detroit I broke up with him and I, I gave up interest <laughs> on Ben Gordon. <laughs> no, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> Charlotte broke ben, up with him. Ben Gordon also gave up interest in himself. Yeah. God, He's right. playing in the D League uh-huh. now. <laughs> Good for him. Yeah. yeah. Well, but I mean I think that really the the main thing with the Hornets coming back. So the Bobcats, like Bobcats came back and it was just, people just weren't feeling it to be honest with you. Like people were just like, I don't know what all this means as far as, you know, what the history with the old Charlotte Hornets, is that going to be now Bobcats history? Is that the Pelicans or well, at that point it was still the Hornets in new Orleans, but new Orleans Hornets history. And so, and then people were trying to say like, Oh, well we're just trying to like start over our like, basketball history and whatnot and then we got the Hornets back and then that just led even more confusion as to okay so the old Charlotte Hornets that technically belongs to New Orleans but I mean even then there's still some yeah there's still some debate on like basically which team can call which players basically you know and you know all the records that Del Curry said Hornets are still kind of measuring Kemba for instance up against the records that were set by the old Charlotte Hornets and Kemba's moving up the the list as far as you know all-time scores Del Curry holds number one and of course now he's a, a color commentator for the Hornets actually but it I don't know if that's technically correct yeah because I think Kendall Gill's like records for the Charlotte Hornets are still listed in your curtain they're in the current franchise's record books yeah in in that's that's the thing. Like, I don't know if that's just their way of trying to say like, oh, dude, like the Bobcats never happened. Like, we're just gonna we're just gonna <laughs> what? like what? or or that's just you know trying to say well, the name was basically on loan to New Orleans for a little bit, and then they changed it so we can you know by relinquishing the name, they relinquished the Charlotte Hornets records. You know, so there's some debate around that. I don't, and, and again, I don't know which one is technically correct. I gotta find that out. We're still in an identity crisis. <laughs> so, so have the the Hornet the Hornets have only do they only still have only have one retired jersey? Is that Bobby Phils? Is that it? That, correct. Yes, yes, because that was that, when he died in the car accident. He died in the car accident. Yeah. So right. you have all these greats, you know, uh, and and he's the only one who's retired at this point. Like I feel yeah. like. I feel like Muggsy or or you know Larry Johnson no. or Joe, any of okay. those guys. I I really think one of them at least should have their jersey retired there at well, this point. Yeah. So so I mean, as far as like Larry Johnson, Alonzo Mourning, they only played here for a few years. I, think. I know. I know. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I get what you're saying. And actually, you know what? I love the Charlotte Hornets and I love Michael Jordan because they're kind of petty. And the reason why the reason why I say this is because they had like an Alonzo morning appreciation night or whatever it was yeah, yeah. on the night that we were playing the heat at home. And I thought it was, <laughs> it was just... absolutely perfect. And I'm like, 
I'm like, at that point, that's when I'm like, guys, I can't quit you. Um, but it's, and you know, same thing with like Larry Johnson. Um, Nobody nobody ever stays in Charlotte for like a really long, long time. I mean, the the big guys, I mean, the Glenn Rices, stuff like that. I mean, they just move on after a few years. They move to Miami. They all move. Go to Miami. (laughs) Eddie Jones to Miami. He was a really good shooter for Charlotte. And he was just like, and then also, I mean, that was kind of all around the time when like there was all the drama about whether or not Charlotte was going to keep the Hornets or not and of course they ended up going but um but he actually moved to Miami another Steve Clifford project was Josh McRoberts he was on his way out of the league and he came he got traded for um oh I'm gonna hate myself because I forget his name why am I blanking on everyone's names tonight anyways um he got he got traded for someone and he was basically cut immediately when he went to Orlando we got Josh Mark Josh McRoberts is actually really good for us then other teams started to notice and he was able to sign a mid-level exception uh contract with the Heat and he's been hurt ever since so you know like as much as I want to say like it's a again like a bitter Charlotte fan and just kind of a bitter person in general I guess at this point um if we just it, it was perfect the way they did the Alonzo morning appreciation night when the heat were in town and that was just absolutely perfect now I think to be fair though I think the first team the first jersey that they retire will be Del Curry's if they're to retire be Del? well they're gonna wait till Steph signs there first because you know everyone plays for their hometown <laughs> team <laughs> they might be dangling over. Oh, they might be dangling over their, his head. They might be like, "Hey, we're not going to retire your dad's jersey until you sign." Nice. But, I agree. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I I would love to see Steph there. Honestly, I'm not going to lie. We all know I'm like all about like destroying the Warriors, so I'm down for that. <laughs> hey, you know what? Like, I I'm not going to argue with you. I think that I think that would be a fantastic move. Um, I think they would also kind of. At that point, I'm a full advocate for moving Kemba to the two, just because I I can't bear to see him come off the bench. I I 100% agree with that. Actually, two really yeah. good ball handlers. I'm down. So yeah, final thing before we go and get into the uh, the last two parts of the show. Um, mm-hmm. I guess we got to pick a winner, guys, in this All Star game for some reason or another. Um, we go to the finesse and the speed of the East to the big bodies and the paint of the West. I think if I have to pick one, I'm going to go with the team that has Russell Westbrook, Kevin Durant, Steph Curry, and crew, unfortunately, because I want to see Jimmy Butler win an All-Star game. Nah, I'm saying West, 204 to 196. <laughs> You're really pushing that 200, Mark. I mean, I, Until I, I die. Yeah, right? I mean, I don't think there's any way that you can go against the West because, I mean, they, they actually have um, – yeah – they have too many good talents. I mean, even if there's no defense, even minimal defense being played by the West, I mean, just James Harden and everyone is going to just outscore people. Steph Curry's going to hit a half. What if Steph Curry hits a half court shot? That would be interesting. Does it count? Of course. It has to. Why wouldn't it? I agree. You, you, you're <laughs> kind of you're kind of bitter on Steph right now, man. You're like, <laughs> so Steph made a shot. Why would it count? <laughs> we know That's why. Deal. That's what we pay him to do. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know he he's hit some he hit some long ones. Yes, he's great. I'm well aware. Trust me. ESPN tells me every day. 
<laughs> I love all the articles that are like, this is why Steph Curry's ruining youth basketball. And it's a bunch of kids just chucking threes. <laughs> but yeah, you know, like... <laughs> But you know, I mean, every like, kid's LeBron. It's every always kid's be like whatever the, the best player at the moment is. Like I'm sure there's articles back in the day about like how Michael Jordan is ruining youth basketball as well. Yeah, but those videos didn't involve six year olds and pantomiming <laughs> eating soup or noodles. I don't know what that is that James Harden does, but it's just kids chucking threes and then pretending to eat noodles out of a bowl. <laughs> oh yeah, that's yeah. I don't know. It's the best. James Harden is a strange dude, man. I don't Agreed. know what to say about that one. <laughs> All right, so you guys ready for our final touch in the news for the week before we get out of here? Do it. Absolutely. All right, so, Sean, starting with you, because I know you couldn't wait to talk this. You are Mr. I-need-the-NBA-to-hate-each-other-more. You got it this Saturday. Russ, KD, getting each other's face. What would you think? It's great. It's great, man. I, I like. Can we watch that, like, every night? Yes. I want to see it. I And I... I you know, it, they have such a good story too. I mean, they were teammates. You know, you know, it's not. I mean, it's never gonna break out into Zoe versus Larry Johnson on the last like free throw of the night and just decide to start punching each other and then ruin the entire series because they both get suspended. But it, it was, it's good. It's fun. It is fun. Here's Alex. how you make the Thunder competitive against the Warriors. If there is a Thunder prophecy. It involves Danilo Gallinari and DeMarcus Cousins paired with Russell Westbrook going against that Warriors team. I'm in. I feel like that's the only way that game gets competitive. Yeah, I agree. This is maybe Homer, but they already have Steven Adams. He's a pretty tough guy. And DeMarcus Cousins almost punched him in the head. So how will they, those two play together? Well, you've got to you know, make an omelet. you got to break some eggs. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. So, you know, you got to trade some Aussies. <laughs> Kiwis, but anyway. Kiwi, yeah, uh, sorry. So yeah, Alex, right. <laughs> Alex, fake NBA yes. Twitter rumors. You ready? Yes. After Kevin Love's injury for six weeks, the Cleveland Cavaliers looking at Larry Sanders. How excited are you for this fake news? Get out. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> okay, what egg on Twitter broke that news? <laughs> Enemy one. Uh, what's that it had to be one right oh my god that's awful and claire you got to be in this like quick newspaper break here so i did a twitter poll this week voted to say you could pick one of the eastern conference all-time point guards do you take 50 percent of the vote went to one player between irving thomas lowry and wall john wall 50 percent of the votes do you agree Mm -hmm. with that absolutely john wall you know he's he's had such a great year and and he was carrying the team at the beginning of the year and now finally his teammates are starting to kind of give him a little bit of help but yeah John Wall is hard to beat he's so tough so Alex what is the bad news of the week the worst of the week so there are three items on this week's worst of the week the next phase of of Philadelphia's process began on their way to Charlotte by leaving behind Jaheel Okafor In an effort to generate more trade offers. <laughs> if you're wondering if it worked, ask yourself, are we still talking to Hiloka for? <laughs> the NBA's resident piece of shit and Knicks owner, James Dolan, had himself a bit of a frighten when he got into a scramble with Knicks legend Charles Oakley. Dolan later made the comment, Charles has had a problem with anger. 
he may have a problem with alcohol too. We don't know. <laughs> God. That's well, like this, getting the really next... quickly, I'm sorry, but this is also the same owner that told a fan who wrote him a letter last year in response, never meeting this person before. The fan was basically like, hey, get your act together. And he responded, oh, you sound like an alcoholic. Your family must hate you. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> like, like what he said about Charles Oakley is basically like getting dumped by a girl with her telling you, well, you're gaining weight and you might be a racist. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Third item of business, Larry King predicted that the Jazz will make an NBA Finals run in the next two years. I don't disagree. It's just that sentence confuses the shit out of me. <laughs> As in, like, Larry CNN? King? Yes, that, Larry that, King. Suspenders! Yes! No. Yes. He's During the Jazz things? Clippers game, he thinks the Jazz, not necessarily this year, but he said within the next two to three seasons, the Jazz will be in the Finals. He's calling it. Oh God! Oh, Who knew Larry King was a jazz homer? Yeah, right. Must be. Hey, Hail Hayward, <laughs> <laughs> Commissioner Gordon, Sultan of the Salt Lake. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Well, they got an Aussie on their team. Yeah, Gobert. No, no, I'm sorry. He's French. I'm sorry. I'm an idiot. How I'm dare French. you? I so know. <laughs> I know. So, with that being said, we're going to wrap up this week's edition of the Corner Three Podcast. Claire, thank you so much for joining us and being a guest on this week's show. Before we get you out of here, please take some time to shout out Locked on Hornets, your Twitter account where people can find you, all the social medias. Absolutely. Well, thank you guys for having me. Um, yeah, so you can follow me on Twitter at calamity underscore James. Um, and you can also follow the Locked on Hornets podcast on iTunes. We do put out uh, podcasts every single day. And we also have a live show at youtube.com backslash locked on Hornets every Tuesday at 6 p.m. Eastern time. So tune into that. If you missed the live show, you can always catch up on past shows. Uh, same website, youtube.com slash, slash backslash locked on Hornets. There we go. I can talk. You did good. We, we Thanks. <laughs> but honestly, yeah, we really appreciate it. So we'll be in touch. Hopefully we can talk some more Hornets soon. And uh, hopefully we're talking about a playoff run. Hey, absolutely. We're only a game and a half out, right? Absolutely. So, everyone, thanks again for enjoying this week's edition of The Corner 3. Have fun with All-Star Week. We can't wait to talk about it. Have a good week, everybody. Thanks, guys. Have a good one. See ya. See ya. Thanks for listening to The Corner 3 Podcast, weekly tales of the NBA's hardwood from the suburbs of Cincinnati. Be sure to add us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and check out our brand new website at thecorner3.net.